0: This morning on the third hour of today, close call. New details emerge about the pilot accused of trying to bring down a plane, the struggle inside the cockpit, and what he allegedly admitted while still on board. Then later, scary season, reaching new heights. See how people are getting creative and spending big bucks to make their Halloween screams come true. And a personal conversation with figure skating legend and new mom, Tara Lipinski.
1: And I really have to say, unless you experience it, you'll never know.
0: How she's opening up about her journey to motherhood and why she's sharing her story to help other couples. Today, Wednesday, October 25th, 2023. Live from Studio 1A in Rockefeller Plaza, this is the third hour of today.
2: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to the third hour of today. I am Dylan here with Al and Craig. Thanks for being with us on a Wednesday morning. Yes, are we still
0: halfway there. Halfway That's right. There. Hump, That's day. right. <laughs> hump day. Finally, hump day.
2: You're good shape, Jay-
0: puppets. There Mike, we go! Mike, 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 Nailed Mike.
2: it. Um, great chicken it. cutlets. Thanks for sending the invite. I was Oof. picking them off your plate. All right, we do want to begin this morning with some stunning new information about that scary incident on board a packed plane. That's
3: right. The off-duty pilot accused of trying to turn off the plane's engines mid-flight appeared in court for the first time, and we're learning some new details about. The struggle on board and what that man told police. NBC's Tom Costello uh, covers aviation for us. He's been covering this story. Uh, Tom, what do we know?
4: Hi, guys. So both the FBI and the police in Portland where the plane made an emergency landing say Emerson admitted 84 people, including himself, could have died if he had been successful in bringing that plane down. Thankfully, the pilots on board managed to stop him. And he also told investigators he had been severely depressed and had recently taken psychedelic mushrooms. On suicide watch, Alaska Airlines pilot Joseph Emerson pleaded not guilty in an Oregon courtroom Tuesday to the state charges against him. 83 counts of attempted murder, another 83 for reckless endangerment, and one for endangering an aircraft, also charged with the federal crime of interfering with a flight crew.
5: There is probable cause to believe that defendant has committed one of the offenses that is categorically subject to arrest.
4: The FBI and police affidavits suggest Emerson claimed he was suffering from a mental emergency on Sunday. Off-duty and riding in the cockpit jump seat, he told the pilot and co-pilot, I'm not okay, and admitted to grabbing the red fire suppression handles to shut down the plane's engines, struggling with the cockpit crew for nearly 30 seconds before they could kick him out of the cockpit.
3: We've got the uh, guy that tried to shut the engines down uh, out of the cockpit.
4: Witnesses say Emerson calmly walked to the rear of the plane where he allegedly told a flight attendant, you need to cuff me right now or it's going to be bad. Once she handcuffed him, he allegedly said, I messed everything up and tried to kill everybody, claimed he was having a nervous breakdown and had not slept in 40 hours. The affidavit says Emerson denied taking any medication, but told police he'd been depressed for six years, recently lost a friend, and had taken psychedelic mushrooms 48 hours prior to the flight. Psychiatrists say sleep deprivation combined with possible substance use and mental health issues can make someone feel detached.
6: When you add sleep deprivation for a long period of time with substance abuse, we are really going to see chances of Break with reality, delusions, hallucinations, all of that potentially going up, and potentially even self-harm or or harm to others.
4: The FAA is required. Pilot exams do not include in-depth mental health evaluations. If you're seeing a mental health professional, you have to report that. Um, and the doctor in his discussions with you will do a an evaluation of of how how you respond to, to their questions. But as far as an in-depth uh, psychological profile, no, they don't do it. Alaska Airlines owns Horizon Air. It says it's reaching out to passengers individually to check in on them. They've given them a refund, also given them a check to hopefully make up for some of the inconvenience. The Alaska Airlines company is now crediting the crew for their skillful actions in a very difficult and thankfully, unusual situation, guys.
0: Boy, that is for sure, Tom. So, so what can the airlines or even the FAA do to the better screen or watch for pilots who may be experiencing mental health crises? Because it sounds like this is kind of an honor system as far as reporting mental health issues.
4: Bingo. That's the problem right here. And obviously for a lot of pilots, it's not in their interest to self-report that they may have a mental health issue because they fear being taken off the job and they fear the stigma associated with it. So the FAA has these Q&A sessions, but there's not an in-depth, an in-depth evaluation. The airline uh, chief pilot's office really does require pilots to self-report and then pilots to say, hey, my colleague may not be well. If you see something, say something, and that's the same thing as it goes in airlines around the country for pilots to watch for each other and watch out for each other.
0: Wow, Tom. Okay, thanks so much. Thank you, Tom. Yeah. All right, well, let's uh, take a switch now to the countdown to Halloween. This year, folks, you're taking the spooky fun just to another level. I mean, pulling out all the stops, spending more cash than ever. NBC's Emily Akeda is live in a town where they take Halloween really seriously. Sleepy Hollow New York, which is, of course, the setting for that famous short story about Ichabod Crane and the Headless Horseman. Emily, looks like you have hit the Halloween Super Bowl.
7: Yeah, absolutely. Good morning to you all. You really can appreciate the attention to detail from the homeowner here in Sleepy Hollow, fittingly so. And you know those horror film fanatics, they're going to appreciate things like this, And not to The Conjuring franchise, but also take a look at all of the skeletons. These skeletons are scattered throughout the entire yard. This is one of my favorites. Beware of the dog here. Love that. And we're going to make our way over to this tree of ghosts over here. As we learn, more Americans than ever are leaning into the spooky spirit, and they're spending big to celebrate. From a Barbie scream house, to Taylor Swift's Scaras tour, and even a dead-in breakfast. This year, decorating for Halloween is reaching a whole new level of spooky. I just glanced over your shoulder because I <laughs> noticed this lovely creature
8: here. Uh, <laughs> yes. We,
7: um, we are into scary movies. <laughs> The village of Sleepy Hollow in New York that inspired the legend of the Headless Horseman is known for its festive Halloween spirit, with neighborhoods decked out with pumpkins and pirates. Denise Scaglione turned her front yard into a graveyard that's on trend, with a certain skeletal football player in awe of an uncanny pop star. Her home has gone viral on TikTok. Do you think social media is driving people to go even more all out when it comes to Absol- Halloween decorations? Absolutely, absolutely. And it, it, it's
6: driving them for Halloween decorations, but even how to see people's decorations. People stop by all the time and take pictures. People will drive by. They realize what it is. They back up. It's really, it's really
7: fun. I love it. TikTok users are showcasing impressive homes from coast to coast, with ghoulish creatures taking over lawns, 12-foot skeletons, even a scene out of Stranger Things. And who could forget Lewis, who went viral earlier this month, with Studio 1A even joining in on the fun. I know that Lewis is all the rage. He's sold out. According to a recent survey by the National Retail Federation, more Americans than ever are getting in on the Halloween spirit, and nearly eight in 10 of those celebrating are buying decorations, putting overall Halloween spending at $12.2 billion compared to last year's $10.6 billion. Good news for local businesses like Stewart's Farm and Granite Springs. How have the pumpkin sales grown since you first started in 1963?
3: Well, people just bought a pumpkin and just brought it home. And now the people, they, they pick them up, they look at it.
9: And it's like a big thing, picking it out. I it's mean, a whole
7: experience. It is. And I've got some tips from my new friends here for the procrastinators out there looking for ways to save money on Halloween and still getting into the Halloween spirit. First and foremost, don't be afraid to pull out those Christmas lights a little early. It's an easy way to brighten up your porch for those trick-or-treaters. You can incorporate nature into your decorations. Maybe it's dead branches or dead house plants and they scream Halloween. And then a simple but reliable way, just shop your house for costumes or decorations. You know, you heard from the Scagliones, they actually use old patio Tiles to make those gravestones for their Taylor Swift themed uh, decorations. So lots of ways to get creative, uh, and I've got my friend. I've got some new friends here I'm walking away with as well. So having a good time those, out here those in Sleepy Hollow. Old. Yeah, yeah right. they're they're good. Good. Uh, really old
0: friends. Or you can do like Craig does and just steal other people's stuff. That's true. <laughs> I also do that.
3: Your brother though, he went a little too far one year.
2: Well, yeah. Growing up, we lived on a, a street where the trees like kind of crossed over the road, and he oh. like stuffed clothes and hung a dead. Body. Over the road Uh, Pretend Pretend
0: Thank you, Emily
2: The police had to come Told us to take Uh, take To cut down the fake
3: body
2: I wasn't going to tell that story Those dryers You know (laughs) Watch out for us All right. just ahead On today's checklist We are helping you Take control of your health By sharing What you should do Before, during And after A doctor's visit Then later Figure skating icon Tara Lipinski Shares her own Health journey And opens up About the life-changing moment She became a mom
0: October is Health Literacy Month, so this morning on today's checklist, we've got a guide to making well-informed decisions and preparing us all for doctor visits. We have our doctor here to help—NBC News medical contributor, Dr. Natalie Azar. Good Nella. morning, Dr. Nat. Hi,
8: guys. Good morning. Welcome right.
0: back. So, so, what do you recommend before we even get to the doctor? What are some of the things we should do to prep for the visit?
8: There's a couple of things, and I, I know I've said it here before, and I say this to my patients all the time, especially if you're going in for a follow-up appointment. You know, some follow-up appointments are 15 to 20 minutes. Yes. It is not a long time. And by the time you get done talking about your children, you realize that you have like five minutes left, right? <laughs> so make sure that you that you bring a list of the, the three most important things that you want to discuss. And don't wait until the end. This is what I say to people all the time, especially if it's an important symptom like chest pain. Come in right away and say, these are the things I'd like to get through to make sure that you give them enough time. Definitely bring or make sure that you send in your outside medical records. This is important. Not only will it make the appointment much more efficient, but you'll avoid repeating tests that have mm-hmm. always that have already been done. We talk about how extraordinarily expensive medical care is.
0: Would it be helpful to send it ahead of time? <laughs> yeah,
8: absolutely. And just make sure the doctor's get has received it though, right. and it can be scanned into the chart, even if it's an outside medical record. Bring your medication, and that includes supplements, things that aren't prescription. A lot of drug interactions can happen with supplements. We talk about that a lot. And the last one is really. Important depending on where your doctor practices yeah. and where you live in the country, if you know you're going to need an interpreter to translate, make sure that you're op- that the office has that capability, or you can bring a family member mm-hmm. who can speak English or the, the language um, that is needed for you.
3: That's those are great tips. So, that's that's all we need to take with us to the appointment, to the appointment. during the appointment. <clears throat> what should we be doing?
8: So, we'll start with the as i mentioned obviously bringing somebody with you if you need help with 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 the language bring a family member or a friend and especially if you're a senior yes. bring a child with you to help write take down notes to make sure that you're truly understanding what the doctor is saying we welcome that, right? Because we want to make sure that you as a patient are understanding what's going on. Take copious notes, whether it's on your phone, write things down, ask questions immediately if you don't get something, find out what next steps are, and also ask for material. Do you have handouts? Is there a website I can go to? Do you have any brochures, any videos that can accompany or complement what the doctor is saying? And at the very end, just to make sure you've gotten it all, ask the doctor to recap what are we doing? Good. What's the investigation? What's the follow-up? Recap.
3: Okay, yeah. so you think
8: you've processed everything. You go home. And yes. then what? <clears throat> the most important thing is to follow the doctor's instructions. But if you do have questions, make sure that you write them down. And this is really important. I would recommend not, every time you think of a question, to reach out to your doctor and ask that question. Take a beat, take a couple, you're laughing. Take a couple okay, so of days. Ima- I've done that. Oh yeah, I, I can only imagine By how many way, you get. By right? the way, Ta- da- da- yep. take a couple of days make a list, and then also ask what your doctor's preferred communication is. Do they want a phone call? Are you messaging through the electronic medical record? Make a list, and don't be surprised if your doctor says schedule a follow-up to discuss Mm -hmm. if the list is lengthy. Track your symptoms and your side effects from your medication, and this is probably one of the most important things. Before, let's say your doctor starts, you on a new medication, you're having side effects. Do not stop abruptly without asking if it's safe to do so. Not all medications, can be stopped without a taper. You mm-hmm. can speak to us, you can speak to the pharmacist. Super, super important. And that's about it. That's oh, all. That right? you, you checked that's it. Off my, your list. That was a yes. great checklist. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Dr. Azo. Thank
2: you so much. All right, just a figure skating icon, Tara Lipinski, opening up about her journey to motherhood and introducing her beautiful baby girl to the world. Then later best-selling author Adam Grant is here to tell us what it really means to be great and how to unlock the potential he says lies within all of us. We'll be right back.
0: We're back now with an important and personal conversation with former Olympic ice skater and gold medalist Tara Lipinski.
2: This morning, she shared the thrilling news that she and her husband Todd welcomed a baby
3: girl. She also opened up about their journey to becoming a family and the years of struggles before this joyous moment. NBC's Kaylee Hartung. She's back with more of that exclusive conversation with Tara. We're just so happy for her.
11: We are, absolutely. But the reality is, is that Tara says that the trauma she experienced while trying to start a family has changed her forever. The Olympic figure skating analyst says that infertility stole pieces of her that she can never get back. But with the help of a surrogate, she and her husband, Todd, have been given a gift more precious than gold.
1: It's a little girl. Her name is Georgie Winter, and her last name's Kapasashi, But I snuck in Lipinski as a third middle name. <laughs> Winter for the nod to to figure skating, and it seems like we're calling her Gigi as a little nickname.
11: Tara Lipinski says it's surreal to hold her baby girl in her arms.
1: I almost bring it back to how it felt as an athlete at the Olympics. You just don't see yourself as that person Until it happens. And from 10.59, I was the girl wanting to win an Olympic Games. And then at 11, they they give you a medal and you just, you're like, no, like, how did that happen?
11: I'm not, that doesn't feel real. After five years of heartbreak, through multiple rounds of IVF, surgeries, and four miscarriages, Tara found a special teammate to make her dream of becoming a mother come true. At what point through the heartache, the physical and mental pain... Did you realize surrogacy was something you wanted to explore?
1: Well, the five years were just so grueling. And to be quite honest, in the beginning, surrogacy wasn't something that I wanted. You know, I I was like, I want to be pregnant. I want to carry a baby. And that's the experience that I want. We hit obstacle after obstacle. At a certain point, the fourth miscarriage was really um, traumatizing. And I think I finally gave in to the idea of surrogacy, and I just thought bigger picture. How different
11: was surrogacy than what you imagined it to be?
1: Oh my gosh, it's so crazy. The bond I have with Michaela, she is family. She is, I mean, I'm gonna cry, because she is the person that was able to bring us this beautiful baby and I really have to say, unless you experience it, you'll never know. Because I was the last person to feel this way about surrogacy, and I am blown away. But I call her and I'll cry and I'll be like, oh, I miss our daily, you know, communication and I miss the journey together.
11: It's crazy that I From the comfort of their basement, Tara and her husband Todd Capastashi have shared intimate details on their podcast, unexpecting these miscarriages the way that
1: they happened were so they just felt so cruel how
11: did this journey change you
1: oh it it's changed me forever I, I think there's pieces of me and parts of me that infertility stole and took that I'll never get back and I'm okay with that it's given Todd and I an incredible I feel like start on parenthood before we reached parenthood we figured out how to support each other through really difficult times and frustrating times and sad times. Today, their deep
11: gratitude for their little girl is palpable. How soon is Georgie going to be on skates?
1: Oh, very soon. I already have a gift of little knit ice skates, which are the cutest thing ever. We'll go skating whenever she wants. There's no pressure. But I feel like at some point, I have to I have to take her out there and show her what Bobby what did for a very long time
11: so much joy there but guys i have to say when tara first shared her news with me she almost whispered it because she said she feels some guilt amidst all of that joy because she knows there are so many women feeling Mm -hmm. the way that she felt for all those years asking when will it be my time but that goes hand in hand with why she wanted to be so open about sharing her journey and her experience so that that those women those struggling with infertility know that they're not alone yeah and there are other there are many other ways yes you know and to, to make it happen yeah that was great. It was great.
2: Mm-hmm. Thank you, guys. Again,
3: she's been a part of the family for so long. True. We feel like, you so know. So happy for that. Yeah.
0: She's going to be a great mom and dad. All right. Thank you so thank much, Kaylee. Uh, coming up, we've got a really fascinating take on success, talent, and greatness. we got best-selling author Adam Grant here talking about the hidden potential inside all of us. And it's a Halloween-style file, costume ideas for the whole family, very fitting on a Wednesday morning. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and hooky. Third hour of today, we'll be right back.
2: This morning in our series Life Lessons, we are tackling a big question. How can we unlock our greatest talent?
3: Yeah, our next guest, wildly popular, by the way, he believes that the answer could be
0: by rethinking the way that we view success. Adam Grant is an organizational psychologi- psychologist, psychologist, <laughs> best-selling author, and a favorite here. His new book, Hidden Potential, The Science of Achieving Greater Things, is out now. Adam, everybody's so excited that you're here.
9: We'll try to live up to that. <laughs>
2: yeah. we, we want you to help us all be better. And, you know, a lot of people will think, well, I wasn't born into this or that, or I wasn't born with that talent. But you say that really has nothing to do with it. And it's really about finding, you know, those character skills in life.
9: Yeah, we all have hidden potential. And my favorite demonstration of this is economists study how much money you earn in your 20s and find that you can predict that from how many years of experience your kindergarten teacher had. Oh what? what! Staggering.
3: I could There's not. There's a believe correlation it. between your kindergarten teacher experience and your future salary.
9: Yeah, your adult success. So what is that? Most people assume. Well, that teacher is really good at teaching math and reading, the cognitive skills that you need. Mm-hmm. And that's true in the short run, but in the long run, what the experienced teachers do is they teach kids character skills. Ooh. They teach discipline, determination, proactivity, and those are ultimately the skills that help us grow. That's
2: really
0: cool. Wow, I love that. Now, one of the other things you say, we, we've got to look out for the things that make us uncomfortable because, why are you looking at me? No. <laughs> I'm looking at the thing that makes me uncomfortable. I thought <laughs> so. Not all discomfort is good. But <laughs> how does that make us better?
9: Well, I think a, a big part of, of growth is putting ourselves in situations that challenge us. And a lot of us avoid it because it feels awkward. We don't want to embarrass ourselves. Um, one of the most incredible people I met while writing the book was um, a guy named Benny Lewis, who could not learn a foreign language in school, um, just struggled mightily. And now he speaks 10. Wow. And the, the the big aha moment for him was when he realized he wasn't using the language. Mm. He was afraid to speak it because he didn't want to sound stupid. Right. Mm-hmm. And so what Benny does now is he goes to a foreign country and he engages in what he calls social skydiving, where he deliberately tries to make about 200 mistakes per day, knowing that if he uses the language more, even if he screws up, he's going to learn faster. Wow.
3: Mm. Increased mistakes you maintain as well. Yeah. So I'd let, you also talk about a sponge. You use this a sponge as a, as a metaphor. Explain that.
9: Okay, so when I think about being a sponge, it's not just about absorbing information. It's also having a good filter for what information oh, okay. is useful. Um, not all critics are thinking critically. Not all critics are speaking constructively. And I'm sure you've all had the experience of asking somebody for feedback after a performance. Mm-hmm. And it's not that useful. Um, some cheerleaders are basically just applauding your best self. Uh, and then you can get complacent. Mm-hmm. You have some critics who are attacking your worst self. And that can be extremely demoralizing. What you want are coaches which are people who see your hidden potential and help you become a better version of yourself. Mm. And the way to get people to coach you instead of just cheerlead or criticize is instead of asking for feedback, you ask for advice. Mm. The research shows that if I ask, what can I do better next time? Then instead of just kind of reviewing what happened yesterday, I get useful, actionable guidance for what Mm. I can do differently tomorrow.
2: I feel like the mindset, too, of asking someone to coach you, you you can take advice from a coach, you know, good or bad.
9: Yeah, because you know they're trying to help you. They're they're looking out for you as opposed to judging you.
2: Yeah. And going with that whole coaching theme, one thing you say, you know, you think if you want to get better at something, you should practice, practice, practice. But that's not actually what you should do.
9: Practice is not enough. And in part, what happens is when people practice, they end up getting either burned out by the fact that it's extremely stressful or they experience what psychologists call bore out. Hmm. which is exactly over, what it sounds like. we have all been there. Um, yeah, being underwhelmed as opposed <laughs> to overstimulated. So what we want to look for is deliberate play, not hmm. just deliberate practice, which is the idea of taking the daily grind and turning it into a source of daily joy. Give us an example. So um, a great example for me is Evelyn Glennie. I wrote about her in the book. She's a profoundly deaf musician who's a world-class perfectionist. Hmm. And one of the things she does is she varies her her practice to keep it fun. She'll wake up one morning and say, "All right, let me see if I can harmonize Bach on a snare drum." Huh. <laughs> and that that's a really interesting and entertaining way to to mix it up,
0: you know well, you, going to the perfection, then you know, we always say practice makes perfect. But you say perfection may actually be overrated, that we're 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 striving for that, and that isn't the goal.
9: Yeah, empirically, perfectionists end up being more likely to burn out. They end up beating themselves up over small mistakes. They lose the forest and the trees. It can be a huge problem. And I know this from experience. I was a springboard diver, mm. and I thought my job was to get perfect 10s. Turns out there's no such thing as a perfect 10. Mm. A 10 is for excellence. And so the most valuable thing that I learned was um, I'm actually aiming for different scores, depending on how important something is to me. Um, for me, when I write a book, I'm hoping for a 9. Uh, I put a lot of time into it. Hopefully, many people will read it. Um, when I write a social media post, targets six and a half, it's just, just yeah. above uh-huh. getting canceled. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, and you also maintain we should embrace our flaws. I think we have to. How else do you grow?
3: Yeah. This is all just very good advice. I love this well, Thank
9: you. Try it at your own risk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> your books a 10. So, Adam, thank you so much. Thank Hidden you. Potential is outright. And come back. We want you to be a regular guest.
2: All right, coming up, Uh, some great Halloween costume ideas for your growing family in our style file. See
3: that? We'll be right back.
8: Hi everyone, I'm Jenna Bush Hager from Today with Hoda and Jenna and the Read with Jenna book club. There's nothing I love more than sharing my favorite reads with all of you, except maybe talking to the exceptional authors behind these stories. And that's what I'll be doing on my podcast,
10: Read with Jenna. I'll be introducing you to some of my favorite writers. These conversations will leave you feeling inspired and entertained. To start listening, just search Read with Jenna wherever you get your podcasts.
3: Follow. Follow Dateline True Crime Weekly to get new episodes starting Thursday.
2: Wherever you get your podcasts. Note to self, don't eat a Twix right before you're about to (laughs) (laughs) drop. It's all gooey. Halloween is next week. What better way to celebrate the spookiest day of the year than by dressing up with the ones you love? So, here to show us some fun and stylish costumes for the whole family is, if you didn't recognize her, that's Grace Bastidas a- editor in chief of Parents. So, good morning. Good morning. Like you nice to have you. Yeah, yeah. Well, we
0: like that, Grace. So, so uh, dressing up the whole family can be can be fun, but it can also be a little challenging. So you guys at Parents came up with some ideas.
6: Yes, for sure. So the trick to doing a costume theme is making sure everyone has their own interpretation of it. So we, I don't know if you've guessed already, but we're going as Martians. (laughs) I think I'm a disco Martian, really. (laughs) Um, And my girls and I are dressing up and they're doing their own thing. Some of us are, you know, more gung-ho and others are a little bit more lukewarm about how. No judgment. No like judgment,
5: that. exactly. <laughs> okay. So,
0: Let's the start? first family we've got the Massillon family. The Massillon. Massillon family. Or actually, I take it back it's the Adams family. Ah. <laughs> Come on in. Gomez, Morticia. <laughs> cousin thing Thing and Wednesday.
6: So the Adams family is very popular this year thanks to the Netflix show Wednesday Mm -hmm. and it's an easy one to pull off. All you have to do is ransack your closets (laughs) for all the black clothes. So Theo, um, our Gomez, is wearing a pinstripe suit and a white button-down, and Sherry is Morticia, so we kept it simple with her with a long black dress, of course, a long black wig, sure. and the red lips are a must, and big sis Mackenzie is Wednesday with a black dress and a white collar that she can wear for school another day, but of course, we had to have the Wednesday signature braids, and then little sis Ellie is cousin it, the oh, cutest that, cousin it we've ever seen, right? right? All right, you with a wig, hat, and too. sunglasses. They are, they're very serious. They I won't break. Oh, was crazy. They won't then. crack.
3: You, oh, oh your, you want some candy? Want some oh, here, here here some go ahead. Give him some candy.
0: Is your candy there? Oh, there?
3: oh, that's funny. There's candy in there, too. Right. And they're not right, there you go. They're there not. There you, go. Yeah, Thank yeah. you guys. <laughs> Hokey doke. All right, our
2: next family is the Bermudas family. We've got Ninja Turtles. The whole game. Oh, right. Ninja Turtles. I Love this. So Amanda, Kim, <laughs> Ryan,
6: and Cameron. Everybody loves the Ninja Turtles. Whether you grew up with the series or just saw yeah. the latest movie, so easy to put. And in. this is so easy. They're wearing matching green pajamas that they can Perfect. lounge in after you know when they're eating all their candy. <laughs> Rose and a half shell. And, and for I the love. accessories. All you need are multicolored sweatbands and superhero masks. You can make the belts out of brown felt. And don't forget, everybody's Ninja Turtle initial. Um, and for the shells, yeah, you can get crafty, make mm. them out of cardboard. But really you
3: can
2: also buy them,
6: yeah, oh, like incredible. we did.
3: You're you can either keep it real
2: like Nice last-minute costume, Happy
0: trick-or-treaters. Yeah. All right, nice trick or treaters. All right. Uh, for next week, if you're looking for... Looking for a green thumb. This is pretty good. We got the Laskin family. Uh, Even their houseplants, even the little little sprout, a little easy there.
6: So so Jenna and Michael's family is growing, so they're blooming houseplants. (laughs) And this is a great example for when one person loves Halloween and the other person not so much. So Jenna is all in green and wearing a potted flower costume. Meanwhile, so Michael cute. is more casual in brown pants and a green T-shirt, and his says, pretend I'm a, a plan. Like that. Uh, I don't think he's fooling anybody, no, but, but the real stars are the kids, true. and and Blake is in a green leotard tutu. She's all in green, and the sunflower headpiece make it. And baby Izzy is very comfortable in a onesie so they can make their rounds in their
2: neighborhood. And don't feed babies candy. What were you thinking? That's for
3: when she <laughs> well, has teeth. It's for mommy.
2: Save it, save it. Thank you guys.
0: All right. Then uh, we've got the Lamb family it I love channeling that. their inner Mario brothers.
6: Yes. Yeah, so we have parents, senior social media editor, Suhei, and her husband, Vic, and their kids, Luciana, Yana. And they're dressed in a mix of costumes and real clothes to bring the Super Mario Brothers movie alive. So for Mario and Luigi, all you need are the overalls, green and red tops. You can buy the hat and glove sets online. And for Toad, we have a neutral bodysuit, white sweatpants, a blue vest that we've outlined with gold tape. So we got a little oh, crafty, nice. just, just enough. And of course, the iconic mushroom hat. For Princess Peach, we did go all out and get the full mm-hmm. costume, right. everything for under 50 bucks. But I think Ayana's going to be wearing this way past I
2: Halloween. So. I think so too. Oh, Let's everybody
0: back, back in. Here out. we go.
2: Oh, these are right. really fun. Well done on the
0: costumes. Nicely done.
2: Nice job. Grace and Families,
0: way to go. Woo! Yeah. Happy Halloween.
3: There Happy you go. Happy Halloween. Oh, we Happy just saw one so, so of you smile. That's one of the things <laughs> Wednesday's not breaking Paris I <laughs> like
0: that. <laughs> not. All right, coming up in today's food, we've got a southern spin on steak. Simple recipe you can make for your family tonight is the third hour of today. Comes right back.
2: Now with a special edition of Today Food sponsored by Visit Myrtle Beach.
3: On this week's episode of Family Style, Mr. Roker headed down the God's Country, Myrtle Beach, <laughs> South Carolina, where chefs and restaurateurs are—they're really serving up more than
0: just delicious food. I met some amazing folks like Jess Sagan here. Uh, she is the co-owner and chef of Winna's Kitchen, where she elevates. Uh, she takes comfort food and elevates it and serves to her community and gives back by offering free meals to those in need. Jess, it is so it's good saucy. to see you again. We're
5: so glad it's to saucy. be here today. It's so wonderful.
0: Besides doing good, you guys cook good. It's comfort food, but comfort food that gets ne- uh, taken up a notch.
5: Yes, yeah, it's, it's elevated some. We, our idea was to kind of bring a higher end approach to food that we all love, but we use Really quality high ingri- high quality ingredients, and we prepare them with a lot of care. And so um, it's all I done love. with Fun family. Stuff, your daughter you, all your That's with daughter, you got the difference. I work with my daughter. She's
3: here with us today. Oh, so, where's yes. your daughter? Hey! Oh, you didn't want to come and be a part of the segment? <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? Kinsey,
5: yeah, she's Kinsey. wonderful.
0: You'll get to see meet Kinsey also and, and the grandkids and yeah, in, yeah. Uh, family stuff. But we're making Steak Diane.
5: Yes. Well, it's kind of Steak Diane. Kinda we call Dianish. it fish pepper- Yes. We, you know, there are a couple things. We're just going to salt these up. Okay. Um, salt, and you can pepper those real heavily. Okay. okay. That's it. There you go. You can put that in an already pr- uh, hot pan. We love this dish because, really, um, we couldn't say no to a lot of things. We mm-hmm. love the Madeira. We love the poivre, And we love Diane's like mushrooms, mustard, wine. Okay. Freezer. And that's butter in there, it smells there, like,
0: right?
5: It is. Okay. Girl, yes. Butter. All okay. The time. All the How time? long will you cook that on each side? <laughs> Three to five minutes, depending huh. on your doneness. If it's not getting done mm-hmm. as fast as you want it to, you can pop it in the oven to finish it. So now we okay. get got the sauce going yep this sauce starts with some mushrooms mm-hmm. and um, you know you can pop the ends of these off which I prefer to so they're not so they get a little tough sometimes a little woody uh, perfect word yes. <laughs>
3: Okay. What, um, does it doesn't matter what kind of mushrooms you use, Jess.
5: It doesn't. I love the creminis. I think they brown up. They leave a nice little mm-hmm. bit in the pan okay. for you to use, so they're easy to go. But this pan is going to be your drippings that um, okay. came off your steak, and you're just going to throw these mushrooms oh, in I like here. That. Absolutely. And you can give that a stir, and we're going to mm-hmm. throw some thyme. Yeah. And Dylan, if you'll get that garlic okay. over there going for us, cool. and you're just going to give that a stir. Hold me up there. Get it out. There you Help go. Help a sister
0: out.
5: <laughs> right. And then this pan here mm-hmm. is going to have um, your mushrooms are all cooked down. Mm-hmm. And then here comes the good so stuff. Good. Oh. This is some brandy. Now, this is actually Madeira, but you can use brandy. Mm-hmm. You can use pork. It's going to sizzle. If you get it near a flame, it's going okay. <laughs> to But once you get that in. You're going to stir in some... Mm, that smells
0: so yummy.
5: Ooh. Some Dijon mustard. Dijon. Mm-hmm. Can't I go wrong it. with that. And you. then you will not... This could not be a real dish if you did not have cream in it. There's a the, the South there Carolina touch right there. That's it. That's some it. butter and some cream. And we're going to stir that in. Mm-hmm. And once that's done, we're just going to plate it up down here for you guys. Um I cook, we cook filet a lot because it's easy for me to temp. Okay. Uh, there's other steaks that might have more flavor, but I love this one. So we're just going to slice it super. Ooh,
2: that's cooked wow. perfectly, too.
5: I'll slice oh, this up that. for you guys.
0: That was, and that's pretty easy, too. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. very simple. That's a-
5: listen, this is easy peasy, lemon squeezy. You got it. Uh, when, you got when it, it. is
0: When is named after your mom?
5: It is. So my mom's name was Linda. My grandchildren called her Winna. Mm-hmm. And so um, we named the restaurant after
3: her. The she sauce co- is fantastic. I'm sorry. I Thank you. Catch
5: Wait, listen, sauce is my thing. I love cooking the sauce. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, my mom passed away, though, about three years ago. And when she did, she left us. Um, no we wanted to live a life with no regrets. So my daughter and I just took a big, um, big risk. And we opened a restaurant in downtown Myrtle beach, which is going through a real revitalization
0: right. right now in the oldest restaurant building it's in up. downtown Myrtle beach, the
5: oldest commercial building in Myrtle beach. And um, it is just right in the part where it's called the Arts and Innovation yeah, right? District. And it's, it's really blowing up. And so we knew we wanted to be part of seeing the city grow. Yeah. And well, there we are. Well, thank just you. And the, you're
0: doing your part. Thank you, Jess. Thank you so and much. And for these recipes, scan that QR code or head to today.com slash food. And then head over to our streaming channel today, all day, this morning at 1030 Eastern to check out the latest episode of Family Style, where I'm meeting chefs and tasting some of the best seafood oh, from wow. Little Beach. By the way, Jess's and grits out of this world and you're going to meet some great seafood guys who actually bring Talibash. that seafood in fresh and big mike who has a soul yes. food place it is fantastic At third it hour, well, right? oh, I, <laughs> i'm still trying to work it off third hour today i'll be right back
3: that really is good so it stays good
0: Coming up tomorrow on the third hour of today, we're going to share the results of Ali Love's Boss October Challenge. Oh yeah!
2: It means I probably haven't been doing my part. All right, coming up on Hoda and Jenna, actress Allison Williams talks motherhood.
3: We will see you back here tomorrow. To be doing something Every day. Have a great day. <laughs>